where the Big Ten, the ACC, and uh, and the Pac-12 are, are working on an alliance, and it kind of felt like a punch in the gut. Am I am I right or am I overreacting? No, I, I definitely think you're right, much like uh, your shot at the Rangers. Uh, <laughs> but, no, in all honesty, uh, you, you know, the, the Big 12, especially after, you know, word leaked, broke, whatever you want to call it, that, you know, Bob Bullsby met with the Pac-12 commissioner, uh, you know, a week ago or 10 days ago. And now the Pac-12 talking with the ACC and the Big Ten. It, it is kind of a punch the gut. It, it, it's kind of another sign, another reminder that, hey, the remaining eight may not be as attractive uh, as they would all like to think they are. So we'll kind of see. But certainly, uh, yeah, I would not say that vote voted well for for the remaining eight Big 12 teams. So what does Bowlesby do to try to keep this thing unified? Well, I, I think just that, that he has to just, you know, keep selling that, hey, us eight remaining together is our best plan. And I think as of now, that's kind of, you know, been the case. I don't think, and granted, you know, not, not, I think it's kind of been a rude awakening for all eight of these that, they're not on anyone's short list, but, you know, that's not really a knock on any of the eight. I mean, if the Pac-12 lost USC and UCLA, I don't think Washington State and Oregon State are going to have just all these conferences begging them to join. So it's going to take some time and some sales pitches from, from the conference and the schools individually, potentially, about what they can bring and what they can provide. But uh, it's it certainly, you know, they're kind of less scrambling, but at the end of the day, they they seem united uh, somewhat because they all want to make sure OU and UT either live up to the contract or, or pay the appropriate exit fees. So I, I do think they're united in that front in, in terms of they've all got a common enemy. And, and then at some point, they may have to flip the page and look at potentially expanding and seeing if the Big 12 is a viable league by adding – uh, you know, some of these top group of five teams. Does that ramp up that discussion that you just talked about expanding this league and going out and finding? I, I think it. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Well, I, I was just going to say, I, I think it should. You know, if, if it does, we'll see. But, I I mean, I, I don't know how you, you kind of sit there and see. You know, everyone kind of wants to preach, preach patience right now and, and kind of, like, hey, this isn't going to happen overnight. But at the same time, I'm. You know, these other leagues are talking to each other. And, and let's be real, if the Big Ten, as, there's going to be a point where, you know, hey, an Oklahoma State or a Texas Tech or a Baylor or a TCU or a Kansas may be attracted to one of these leagues because all of them are kind of there for the taking, right? And, you know, does the ACC want to, you know, double down on basketball and go get a Kansas before the, maybe the Big Ten or whatnot? You know, some of these schools may be, or a Baylor or, you know, if the Pac-12 wants to get into Texas, obviously you've got kind of your pick right now of Tech, TCU, Baylor, or some combination of the three. So uh, you, you would think that would kind of ramp it up on all sides. And from the Big 12 perspective, absolutely, they should probably start, you know, going back to their 2016 list and, and looking at, okay, here's what Houston brought, here's what Memphis could bring, here's what Cincy could bring, and, and go on down the list and just see – you know, what makes sense, if any, uh, as far as expansion candidates. Is this a, a panic move on the part of 
you know, the Pac-12 and those conferences getting together because of what the SEC did, you think? Uh, partly. And I also think partly I, none of the leagues are going to be able to match what the SEC did in terms of uh, OU and Texas Hall. You know, I mean, those two programs, I really don't see a USC and UCLA bolting the Pac-12 or uh, Clemson and Florida State leaving the ACC at this point, right? So, I, I mean, none of those leagues, I think, are in position to kind of make a splash like the SEC did, so to speak. So that's why I think uh, – I don't know if it's necessarily panic, but I think it's probably a realization of, hey, what's the best path forward for all of us? Do we all need to go up to 16 teams like the SEC? Do we stay where we're at and, and – you know, form a scheduling alliance or whatnot and, and have some really marquee games in the non-conference. Uh, so I think they're just – I think everyone's just kind of weighing options and, and exploring what might be the best path. Is this the best path for them to try to, especially with college football playoff, having the expansion and looking like it's going to go that direction? Do they feel like that having those non-conference elite games is going to give them the best path to maybe get invited to the party? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, you know, when you kind of look at and break down the different options, I mean, uh, you, you need to try and match the SEC in some regard. So, however that shakes out. But I also think, you know, they could also, you know, is an expanded playoffs to 12 really the route you want to go? Or, or do you maybe cut it back to six where, you know, you, you can't have a SEC overload, so to speak, uh, in the CFP. So I think these are all kind of questions that have to be answered and, and will be answered uh, here in the coming months. Drew, it seems like everything catches Bob Bowlesby, Bob Bowlesby by surprise or off guard, and he's reactive and not proactive. Do you have any faith that, that he can lead the Big 12 into any kind of future? Well, certainly, uh, you, you know, when you lose your two flagships, that, that raises uh, eyebrows, not only in the Big 12, but across the country. But it, I will say Bob Bolsby is a very, very well-respected uh, college athletic administrator, um, you know, who, who has a lot of experience and has been through a lot of different things. And, you know, just, you know, last offseason – the Big 12 really kind of came together and, and found a way to play a season during a pan- pandemic. So, uh, you know, it's not like he's incapable of leading, but certainly uh, th- this does not look good or, or well uh, on his watch. It's kind of gotten to the point where, okay, you know, you, you've got to be proactive. You've talked to the Pac-12, and, and then the Pac-12 turns around and is talking to the ACC and Big Ten. You know, it may, maybe, you know, it's time to talk to those group of five schools, see what's possibly out there. You know, maybe talk to TV networks and see what sort of package is available if you add schools X, Y, Z. Um, but, yeah, with that being said, I mean, obviously this is, uh, you know, losing OU in Texas uh, certainly isn't a good look under his watch. Hey, Drew, man, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for uh, for being with us. Uh, and, again, it's, we'll uh, we'll stay tuned, but it's it's just interesting how this thing is just unfolding, and, and sometimes it feels like the, our league is, is just kind of spectating, and, and it's just kind of tough to watch. 
Yeah, no, it is. And, and something there seems to be a new wrinkle every day, and it's usually not a positive for the Big 12. <laughs> no, you're yeah, right. We'll, we'll see, though. <laughs> hey, Drew, thanks. Appreciate your time. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Now, I, 